Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. And welcome to episode 67. I have two things I'd like to mention at the beginning of this episode before I introduce our guest. The first is a book I have in front of me. I just ordered this. It's called Folk Song. It's by Corey Goodrich, and she is an NPE. She's been on our show. She was, I believe, episode 48, Corey's Story. And she had mentioned um, her blog, CoreyGoodrich.com, at the time, and she had said, I'd like to write a book. Well, she wrote it. Four months later, you can buy it on Amazon. <laughs> she has the ebook available as well. I like to take notes, so I bought the paperback copy, and it is called Folk Song, A Ballad of Death, Discovery, and DNA. So a little shout out and congratulations to Corey for finishing her memoir, and I can't wait to read it. Again, that was Corey from episode 48. And the other thing I wanted to mention was I just got on Clubhouse this morning. I was invited by my friend, Profit. Clubhouse is a new, I don't know, app, new social media. Um, it is audio-based. So if anyone else is on Clubhouse, you can find me, Lily Wood, on there. I'd love to meet other NPEs. I made sure and put NPE in my bio because... Before, I kind of used to keep that secretive, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the secret. I am an NPE. Another acronym we use is MPE. Um, MPE is for misattributed parentage. And I want to connect with others. Uh, so new social media app called Clubhouse. Find me on it if you have been invited to it. But I think that's all I had to share today. So now we can get to our guest. Hi, Mindy. Are you there? Hi, Lily. I'm here. Thank you so much for doing this today on a Sunday. No problem. <laughs> and you've already worked today. So you've had a full day and it's only like three in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mindy, you contacted me last summer, summer of 2020. You got on the wait list and said you were willing to share your story. You were you were a pretty new NPE this summer, though, correct? Yeah, I just found out in June of 2020. Wow. You just found out in June. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm sure your story has developed more since you wrote me initially this summer because it's now January 2021. And today it is your turn. So how we start this, Mindy, is usually we just get the background of who was in your original family and kind of where you were raised, and we take it from there. Why don't you tell us what your original family was like? Okay. I grew up in the Midwest in Illinois with my mom, my dad, 
and one brother who's younger than me. Mom, dad, one brother. Illinois, you said? Yep, in Illinois, in the suburbs of Chicago. I am a Minneapolis girl, so I wasn't too far from you. (laughs) (laughs) What was your childhood like? What would you say? How would you describe it? Um... I mean, I feel like it was fairly normal or I guess you don't realize things aren't normal until hindsight gives you a little clearer vision of things. But it was a fairly normal time growing up. Um, I always felt kind of like there was a little bit of a difference in how I was treated in the family, but um, didn't really, could never put my finger on it. There was a lot of turmoil between my parents and I, um, especially through teenage years and beyond. And my mom just didn't really make things easy a lot of times as far as um, a lot of drama with her. But I still never um, questioned anything about who my parents were, um, ever. So that all came last summer. (laughs) Up until then, I had no idea that I needed to question anything. And what a shock it must have been. So, okay, so just this last summer, Mm -hmm. you said June 2020, you found out uh, your parent, your, I'm assuming your dad was not your dad. How did you find out? So in May, I happened to be talking to a cousin on my mom's side. Um, and previous to that conversation, it had been about a year and a half since I kind of cut ties with my parents um, due to all the drama and um, them really causing a lot of hurt in my life and some toxic, it was a very toxic relationship to my, to, to me anyway. And I kind of finally asked for um, them to apologize for some things that they've done and, and work on our relationship. And I was told no, And so I said that I was going to then walk away. And so I explained this to my cousin last May of 2020. And she just got really silent on the phone. And and then she just said, I need to tell you something. And I said, okay. And she said, I don't know how to tell you this, but do you want to know something? And I said, of course, anything. You can tell me anything. And She said, well, there's a family secret that I think you need to know, and I haven't known how to tell you. And she told me that my dad was not my dad and that um, my mom's entire side of the family knew about it. And so I said, well, okay, that's interesting. (laughs) Never had a thought in my head ever that that was a possibility. But I know that my dad who raised me, His family, his brother and niece, I knew had done DNA, um, ancestry DNA tests. 
so that they would be in the database. So I said, well, I'm going to order an ancestry DNA test right now. And if I don't match with them, then that will be my answer. And so that's what I did. I ordered the test that night and um, took it and then anxiously waited the next three weeks for the results. And when the results came in, nobody on my dad who raised me's side of the family matched with me. But the first two people that did match with me had a name that I had never heard of in my family before. And so this, the results were kind of glaring at me right there. Oh, my God, Mindy, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I'm, you know, it probably helped that I was already on the outs with my parents. So um, I don't know. I think if I, if that hadn't been the case, it would have been harder to handle, but I kind of have, my emotions had already shut down to them. So um, not that it wasn't hard, but I imagine it would have been harder if everything was happy. Yeah. I understand that completely. You had already started the estrangement probably because you needed to protect yourself from a lot of the toxicity around your, yes. your, your parents. It's I, You're using words that I use myself, hurt, drama, mm-hmm. toxic, it seems and to be a pattern, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> You've yeah, yeah, a lot of t- with you and with me, the NPE isn't the first bad thing that's happened in the family. It's mm. there's already been other behaviors that are incredibly toxic. Yeah, that's what I'm finding. Okay, so you actually found out from your cousin first and then used an- the Ancestry DNA test as as your proof, as your evidence. Yeah, and so then I um, first reached out to my brother, and he just was dumbfounded. He was like, that can't be true. It must not be right. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I said, well, DNA doesn't lie, and here's this other name on here that we've never heard of and nobody from dad's side of the family is matching with me. And I'm not the nationality I was raised to think I was. So I'm like, that doesn't, none of it makes sense. And so after spending most of the day going back and forth with my cousins and my brother and not being able to figure it out, I finally just sent my mom a text and I said, I've done a DNA test I've discovered my dad is not my dad. Do you know who my real father is? And does dad know about it? And that's how she found out I knew. (laughs) And of course, she asked what was wrong with me and basically wasn't very nice in her reply, which was, of course, yeah, which was another red flag, because if she truly had no idea, she would have been like, what? Wait, what are you talking about? But instead, she's like, what is wrong with you? I don't understand you at all. And so after some back and forth of her insisting that she had no idea what I was talking about, I just said that I was going to ask my dad for a DNA test then, since she didn't seem to have the answers. And then it just went silent. And for a few hours, I didn't hear from her. And then I reached out to my brother and I asked him, Um, he was with my dad and I said, does dad know? And he goes, well, he does now. Hmm. 
And I said, oh, dear, he didn't know. And he said, no, he didn't. So my mom went silent because she was quickly trying to get to my dad and tell him what had happened. Only she told him that she had no idea. So she didn't tell him the whole truth. Um, and that's how my dad found out. So my dad found out the same day I did. Mm. Only he thinks that um, it was just one of those things that happens where my mom had no idea. He's choosing to believe that. But I have since found out otherwise because, and again, my mom's whole family knew. So that doesn't make sense if she didn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. If her family knew. Yeah. If she uh. says they didn't. And I said, well, I wouldn't know if they didn't know. Yeah. And, and so she said she just keeps calling her brother a liar. And um, I said, but yet he wasn't lying this time, was he? And so my dad's reply to that was, just because it turned out to be the truth doesn't mean that it, he's, it wasn't a lie. I said, okay, if that's what you need to believe, that's fine. Oh, my gosh. The the amount of gaslighting is just baffling. I mean, it's yeah. got to make your head blow up. You're, you're being blamed. People are supposedly lying. Yeah. Uh, I'm why does this always happen? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, Mindy. You're you're <laughs> just devastated with what you find out and you're being Oh yeah. yeah Which blamed. by the way, no one to this day has said, I'm so sorry. <sighs> how are you sorry. doing? Like nobody's asked me how I'm handling it. It just all became about everybody else and damage control. Mm. And how it's going to look, make my mom look, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And I'm sure she's surrounded by people that are enabling that or believing her or choosing to. And and it's... Um, you know, they're not... I don't think they're believing her or rallying. I think they're too afraid mm-hmm. to um, upset her mm-hmm. because she just goes ballistic. So everyone just doesn't ever want to rock the boat with her, which is an enabler, you know, so everyone just enables it to continue. And that's one of the reasons why I cut ties eventually, you know, because I was tired of riding on that rocky boat. I'm right there with you, Mindy. And I, you know, I'm, I'm just the, the person that presses record on the record (laughs) button here. I have no background in mental health. I have no background in therapy. I'm just a lay person that records these stories, but I'm right there with you, Mindy. Like the, what you're saying about your mom, I'm just really identifying with a lot today um, in the family dynamics. And just to continue with that, your what what is it like now with your dad and your mom and you? Um, nothing has changed other than, um, it's probably gotten worse. Um, my mom continues to not own her truth and I kind of call her out on it. Now I'm tired of, you know, coddling. And so this was, you know, the last straw for me. So I just keep calling it like it is and, my dad, like I said, we don't talk, but my dad did call me one day um, in the fall 
and I took the call and um, it just went horribly. And at the end, I just said to him that I was, I said, I said, I'm just begging you. I'm from the depth of my soul. I'm on my hands and knees begging you to please, for the love of God, just tell me that you'll work on us, please. We just need to figure this out and work on us. And I was crying and I'm screaming. And I said, I'm screaming through the phone at you, you know, from, from the deepest part of me that I can beg you. And he just, his reply was stone cold, no emotion. And he just said, and I'm begging you, don't ever ask me that again. I said, okay. And I even said, I'm asking you as your daughter, like we've found out since our riff that you're not even my father. And so I'm begging you to please just work on us for the sake of our family. And he told me no again. And I hung mm-hmm. up on him and I said, then I'm, I, then we're done. So if he can't even try now knowing what we know, like I would think now he would want to try a little bit more. Um, but they don't. So, mm. so that's it for me. I'm, you know, I, I don't know how we ever repair it at this point. I don't know either. Mm-hmm. At this point, you're just, you just have to protect yourself and put up your own boundaries. Yeah. So even finding out this info, he wasn't willing to try to repair our relationship. Oh my gosh. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. How about your brother? Where what stance is he taking in this? Um, no stance really. But in doing that, he's he's so close to my parents that he doesn't want to rock their boat either. And so, even though he says he wants to not be in the middle. He doesn't like the conflict at the same time, but he doesn't like being put in the middle. But then he listens to them, my parents, when they twist things and turn them. And he w- he doesn't ever want to hear anything from me about it because then he feels like he's in the middle. And so it frustrates me because I feel like nobody's, who's standing up for me? You know, I don't mm-hmm. need him to take my side, but he could still listen to me as my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but he won't listen to me. He just wants to hear what they have to say and, and ignore the rest of it. And honestly, I question whether he's my father's son. Hmm. And I can't say that to him because I don't know what he would do with that information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe in, maybe deep down, he's afraid of the same question. I don't know. But it's it's very hurtful to me because I just feel like I've always felt. I've always felt like an outsider of the family, the black sheep. And now it's just even more pronounced, I guess. Yeah. None of them willing to work on repairing a relationship with you, willing to stand up for you, asking how you are. I mean, yeah. you've just had this devastating news six yeah. months ago. And Yeah. You're no, it's you're alone. Ignored. Yeah, it's just nobody, nobody's even acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard. I mean, my nep- I have two nephews, and they're teenagers slash adults. One of them's eighteen, and they have no idea. They haven't even been told. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I've told my children and my friends and, you know, like I, I'm an open book about most things and I get that not everyone is, but I feel like you got to tell your, <laughs> I think my nephews need to know. And I think the immediate family should know, yeah. and, but still I'm, I'm made to feel like um, this is, I'm just a dirty secret. Like we need to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. And it's the truth. There's, yeah. there's no need for the secret. This is the truth. This is, yeah. And, and what is your, who is your birth father? So my birth father turned out to be a, um, my grandmother, my mom's mom, her best friend had three kids, which then in later life, they had a fourth, but they had three kids who were the same age as my mom and her two brothers. Mm-hmm. And they grew up together. So they were mm-hmm. close family friends. And supposedly my mom had a one night stand with the oldest brother, who is my birth father. And she claims that she never thought of him again after that night. But then when I I did talk to him one time, and he told me he, although he didn't know I was his daughter, he wasn't surprised to hear about me because, and I'm 51, by the way, so it's been 51 years. He knew my mom was pregnant because my mom called him. So my mom said she never thought of him again after that night. Yet, once she found out she was pregnant, she called him and told him she was pregnant. And he even offered to marry her. And then the next thing he knew, she he heard she was marrying my dad. And so he just assumed that she must have either gotten things wrong or figured out that it was my dad's child or whatever. And he never supposedly talked to her again. Um, But according to my mom, she never even had that phone, that conversation. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of funny that he knew about me if she didn't have any conversations with him. Yeah. You can see through her, her lies and her denial. Yes. Yep. So, um, so he lived again, we lived in Illinois. He had moved to California. So if I'm guessing, I'm guessing that my mom's family did not want her moving to California at 18 years old to have a baby with someone that she wasn't in a relationship with. And her, my father that I grew up with and her had been high school sweethearts and had broken up, but had obviously rekindled in some way after his freshman year of college, my dad raised me because for him to believe that I could be his son or his daughter, um, something had transpired with them over that mm-hmm. summer. But he came home from college that summer with no girlfriend, nothing, and went back in August with a wife and a baby on the way. So they had to, she couldn't have found out she was pregnant with me before maybe July of the year they were married and they were married in August. So she had to have known, had figured all this out within a month of Mm -hmm. finding out and then getting married and back with my dad. So it's just very quick and sudden and. They got married in August. What month were you born? In March. Uh, my math is so bad right now. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I figure she, 
like I said, she must have found oh, out yeah. she was pregnant in July. Oh yeah, that's and definitely then they less got married in August. Mm-hmm. <laughs> had you ever together? Had you ever noticed that math before? Oh yeah, Anne? that I've always known. Mm-hmm. I've always known that they had broken up during college, and um, my mom did not go to college. My dad did, so he did not want a hometown girlfriend when he was away at college. Mm-hmm. So I knew that they had broken up for when when he went away to school, and um, and that he had come home after college. And I just thought, you know, like my dad did that they had rekindled and yeah, my mom found out she was pregnant and they got married and now they're still married today. Okay. They're still married. Mm -hmm. And have you found any, I know you had the brother from the original, your original family. Do you know if you have other siblings? I have one other brother. My biological father had one child. And have you met him? I have talked to him. They live in Montana and I live in North Carolina now. So there's a little distance and um, he's only 30 years old and I'm 50. So um, there's quite an age gap too. So he's, he's the same age as my kids. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he was a late life baby for sure. How long has your, or has, is your birth father married to your brother's mom? Um, for 30 years. So okay. she, at first I thought that, you know, was he married? Was, you know, I had no idea the dynamics, but he didn't meet her until I was almost 20 years old. Yeah. But she doesn't want anything to do with me and does not want my birth father to have anything to do with me either. Huh. Um, and I, apparently it's because she doesn't want any of his time taken up with me since she's in his seventies. She's threatened and isn't supportive of this relationship. Yeah. So that was very, very hurtful to me. It makes me sad that I've missed out on a lifetime of knowing that part of me. And now I still won't, you know? Oh, yeah, that's total rejection. Yeah. So your birth father isn't, he has had a conversation or so with you, but he's not really embracing you into his life. He had one conversation with me and that's it. And and then I was told that he doesn't want any more. <sighs> oh, my gosh, Mindy, you have the same crap as me. Really? <laughs> Yes, it's like where you lost the original family yeah. and also the new family is also rejecting you. Yeah. Oh, isn't that like I don't understand Jeez. it. I just can't wrap my brain around why. Jeez. Oh, you know, it's terrible. I'm sorry that that's happened to you too. It's oh. just crazy. I'm just nodding along with you. I really <laughs> And it just seems like so many of us are in that same boat. It just is crazy. Well, now, so now the brother, I'm going to assume I know how this is, but with how his mom is unsupportive and the dad is, isn't embracing you into the family, how is that relationship? Is there a relationship? So when I, the day I talked to my birth father, he told me about my half brother and he said that he was curious. So my birth father did tell the family right away. Like he called his, my brother um, into a meeting with his um, two stepchildren. So 
his wife had two kids prior to their relationship. So Mm -hmm. he has two stepchildren and then my brother. So he called them all together and told them, which I give him credit for doing that. And the stepchildren could care less. They don't, they're not curious about me. They don't want anything to do with me. They, I think they're like their mom, like I don't exist. But my half brother, um, he said was curious about me. And that was really all he said was he was curious. So I went and found him on social media myself and um, started a, a conversation with him that way privately and he was open at first and sounded like such a great guy. And I mean, he just really sounds like a good guy. Um, and of course, there's a huge age gap, but um, he's very busy. He's in that stage of his life. And I told him that that was okay. You know, it's okay if he can't reply to me sometimes right away or whatever. I understand his stage of life is very different than mine. He's newly married. He's um, got a lot going on in his personal life. Um, I connected him to my kids, you know, their nephew, his nephews and niece. And Mm. I was hopeful that because they're close to an age that maybe they would, you know, get to know each other. But, um, after that, he really, he'll reply to me if I ask him a question, but there's nothing back. There's Mm -hmm. no, Um, there's not a lot of questions for me. There's not any talk of meeting someday. And when the holidays came, I just kind of thought, well, I'm going to sit back and see if I get anything from him. Like, am I going to get a Merry Christmas, a (laughs) Happy New Year something? And I haven't heard from him. So Mm -hmm. I just... I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. I've just backed off. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go begging for a relationship from someone who's not really interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand completely. Yeah. So although he didn't cut me off completely, like my birth father and my uncle and because his, my birth father's brothers also cut me off. Um his, he also has a sister. I have an aunt who I did have one phone call with and um, connected on social media. And she, we had a great conversation. It was all good. And then same thing, though, nothing since and no, no initiative on her end. So I just don't know if I have it in me to chase. I've already tried. And when I get nothing back, I don't know that I want to put my heart into it anymore. It's already hurtful enough. Yeah. So it's kind of my defense mechanism then is to just do nothing. (laughs) Yeah. It still hurts. But yeah, that is a self-protective measure, especially if no one's embracing you and welcoming, welcoming you into their lives and asking you questions about yourself. I mean, you can't just like beg people to have a conversation with you. Yeah. And uh-huh. and they don't seem to be interested at all in my kids. And that just is very hurtful to me. Like these are your grandchildren and your nieces and nephews. And like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> you know, like I just don't yeah. understand. Oh, that kills. I'm yeah. sorry. What have you been doing when it comes to support for your DNA surprise. 
Have you, have you found anything helpful? Just talking about it and being open about it with all the people that matter to me. So my friends and family, I've told all of them. Um, I did immediately when I found out I, I sought counseling because I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know, you know, I was just like, how do I wrap my brain around this? And so I did do that um, for a while. Um, maybe, I don't know, two months or something. I went and talked, talked it all through with her and I'm good. Like I'm, I'm thankfully I have a good family, you know, like my husband and my kids are very strong and I have good friends that I can talk it through. Um, it's not the same as having your extended family, of course, but they, get me through it. So that's what's important to me. And that's what matters. So that's what I need to focus on is the good things I have in my life. And um, sometimes I journal about it when I um, start thinking about it and take the time. And I do that more for maybe the future. So I look back on it and remember my feelings about it all. And I think maybe it'll be helpful for my kids one day to kind of see how it affected me. So I've done that as well. Mm-hmm. And otherwise I just keep going forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same. And what just else a- can we do? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and your story is, Sadly, you're not alone. I'm, I'm right, you know, I'm right there with you. There's no like great resolution. This is just kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that there will ever be a resolution in my case. Um, I I don't know what will happen. Like it's like my birth father is, I think he's 76. So I mean, will I ever meet him at this rate? I'm guessing probably not. I would fly out there in a second and go meet him, but nobody has offered that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that I'll ever meet that side of the family. That makes me very sad. Um, and I really don't know it, that I'll ever mend the relationship with the rest of my family either. Because I don't know how to get past it all. And Mm -hmm. they don't seem to be trying very hard either. So Mm -hmm. no, they don't (laughs) at all. Um, so I don't know. It's just kind of, um, all up in the air right now, but I've, I, I don't know if I'm kind of grateful that I had already cut ties with my parents before I found out. Cause I can't imagine having a, a great relationship and then finding that out, that would be like the rug is pulled out from under you probably. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was a blessing in disguise that we already had cut ties mm-hmm. when this happened. So I'd already kind of numbed myself from it all. Yeah, I absolutely. I can see that the, the, you say cutting ties, but really you're, you'd, probably been taking healthy steps in your own life to remove some of the toxicity from, you know, getting close to your family, your children, and 
I think that shows that you are maybe in a more healthy place to, well, no one's in a great place to take on this sort of shocking news in their life, but yeah. you, you have tools and it sounds like you've used them. And um, I'm so glad to hear you had talk therapy. I've, I feel like I've tried all this stuff too: journaling, talk therapy. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you wanted to share? Um, no, I think it's just important to, for anyone who goes through this to just focus on the good stuff in your life. You can't, if you focus on the bad things, it just leads you down a, a dark tunnel that there can never be any good that comes from that. So I've just chosen to focus on the good and I'm still trying to work out the other pieces, meaning the extended family and, and everyone else. And ironically, the closest ones to me or the ones I feel closest to are the, the cousin who told me and then the, which she is still my biological cousin, but then the other ones are my, my cousins and my aunt and uncle who are on my dad's side. <laughs> and mm. ironically, I'm feel the closest to them and they're not even my biological family, but they've been the ones that, you know, just kind of embraced it and, and it didn't matter to them. And they openly talked to me about it versus the rest of my family um, is just ignoring it. And nobody seems, like I said, to care how I feel or if I'm upset or um, they're just choosing to ignore it. So I just find it ironic that the ones that I feel the closest to and the most comfortable with it are the ones that aren't even the blood relation. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Isn't it? It's, they've shown you love and support and that that's made the world to you. It's yeah. when people ask you about yourself or about your story that, that shows they care. And when people just ignore it and you have family members that have found this out and they won't even bring it up to you, that's, it really hurts. Yeah. It's kind of made me question everything then, you know, Mindy, if people want to get in touch with you, how could they do that? Um, they can email me. And I'll tell you my email address. I'll say it and then I'll spell it out. It's the seven fitzes at yahoo.com. So T is in Tom, H E, number seven, F is in Frank, I, T is in Tom, Z is in zebra, S is in Sam at yahoo.com. Got it. And I will put that in the show notes as well. Oh, great. And Mindy, Thank you so much for sharing your story today and where you're at. And I just want to wish you would just send you all my good energy because I know you're only about six months into this. So keep in touch with me and let me know how things are going. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And hopefully just others hearing our stories will find some comfort from it. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.